0: ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the armchair booking wrestling podcast i'm your host my name is surfing steve barber and joining (laughs) me as my co-host is as always and you get one word dude but it's you know the word delicious waylon davis hey everybody we're gonna have to get you a t-shirt i know right (laughs) that just says i'm delicious didn't say anything else just i'm delicious that's it that's it people (laughs) who listen to the podcast would know what you're talking about yep Yep. So of course, people who don't listen to the podcast, they may go, "Hmm, really?" Yeah, they may. Go, <laughs> hmm.
1: Ah. Ah. <I> well. <laughs> <You
0: know, laughs> but um, yes, we are we are still doing this once a week right now because we have Dwylan and I both have a lot of stuff going on. Um, yeah. Because you know, we, we call him Coach Dwylan. Um, yep. It is. That's a cool title, isn't it?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Coaching Abby's T-ball, her first. Um. They got a game Thursday. We had practice yesterday. They've got a okay. game Thursday. Uh, they're cute as can be, so it's it's fun. I'll, I'm glad I'm glad we decided to do it. It's been fun so far.
0: Yeah, because that age there, uh, you know, like five. I'm guessing like five and six year olds.
2: Yeah, it's uh, from four to six. Yeah.
0: Okay. So they're really just learning, and they're just mm-hmm. they're wanting to play because they want to play. Yeah. You yeah. know, it, it's not about. You know, hey, let me see how many home runs Like, yo Oh, look at me, let me flex. I mean, it's yeah. You know, they want to go out there and have fun for the purity of the
2: exactly. game. Exactly. Exactly. Yep.
0: And a few years ago, I actually helped coach uh, Leighton's baseball team. You know, he played mm-hmm. two years. The first year, you know, I actually helped. And that was actually something that just kind of happened as a fluke. Uh, they needed a third base coach for the first game, and then I just kind of stayed on helping with helping coach third base. And then later on in the practices, I was actually helping. You know, some mm-hmm. of the other fundamentals, you know, and that was, um, oh my God, how old was Leighton at the time? Um, he was doing coach pitch. So that was in 2018. God, that was five years ago. Holy crap. So he was seven. Yeah, oh, wow. So, yep. But yeah, and then all of a sudden you'd hear somebody say, Oh, you go to Coach Steve. And I'm like, Oh, oh that's me. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's this guy. <laughs> Um before we get started, I do want to mention our merch because I got some new merch in and I showed on the on Facebook I have an armchair booking pillow. And it's pretty cool. Yeah, on both sides. You know, I I wonder if I can actually talk to the company and have one logo on one side and then
2: Yeah, have yeah. the other Yeah.
0: Yep. Um my wife thinks I'm goofy for this, but you know, but I mean, it feels nice, and I'm going to mm-hmm. probably put it behind my back because I'm old and I need to have a pillow behind my back. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
2: uh, I put I I put one behind my back when I sleep. Sometimes it's like,
0: ugh. yeah, uh, but like we were talking about before the show, I mean, you got a a great big metal rod in your your mm-hmm. back to keep your spine from turning into a figure eight. You know, yep. so you probably need a pillow behind your back a little bit worse than most people. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so,
1: uh,
0: but I got another coffee mug, you know, see the two different, for those watching on YouTube, you know what I'm talking about. If you're not watching it on YouTube, hey, go check out our YouTube channel. But also got some stickers. Ah, see the different logos? And you see how one's missing because my son put one on his laptop. Mm-hmm. Um, After I said, hey, why don't you put one on your laptop? And he said, dude, this cringy. And he came back to me like a couple hours later. I feel bad. Give me a sticker. You You know, so, uh, so now he has a sticker on his laptop, by the way, Trey, if you're listening, you've been looking for stickers to put on your leg braces. I have one waiting for you. Just tell me which one you want. Yeah. Uh, That means I need to message Trey and tell him to listen to the podcast. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I know he used to be a pretty faithful listener. Uh, so it wouldn't surprise me if he's, um, still listening. And, um, yeah, I want to give you know some other shout outs to some people real quick. Um, in fact, one of them actually has to do with another piece of merch. Yesterday, I went to the VA hospital in Cincinnati um, and no emergency. I just um, needed a refill of some prescriptions because I'm going to be leaving for Florida uh, Saturday to go pick up my daughter and bring her back. By the way, for those watching, this is what this shirt's about because of the Disney College program. And, you know, well, I was out of one medication, my blood pressure medication, the metoprolol.
1: Mm, Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know what it's like? If you miss Uh, that, all uh, all of a sudden you feel your head going. Yep. Yeah. So that sucks. When I was out, I had took my last one that morning. So I needed to go get that one for sure. But then there's some other ones I had ordered, you know, already because I wanted to make sure they got here before I left. Well, the pharmacist, I actually had to call her because one of my prescriptions had actually expired. Mm-hmm. The VA does that. They don't put you on like, just a You have to renew them all the time. It's its after like, three or four times. So but I called her, I was like, hey, you know, just one of my prescriptions um, expired. And so she called me back and we went through. I said, by the way, I have these other ones that I've ordered and I have not seen anything about them. And she looked them up and she's like, oh my God, they're still basically sitting on the shelf waiting to be. Oh, wow. Yeah. And even just coming from Cincinnati to Mount Orb, it is 30 30 miles. It still Mm -hmm. takes like five days as soon as they. I'm like, how does it take that long? You know, it makes zero sense. So I just, you know, went ahead and got six different prescriptions yesterday, you know, because some of them are. Right, (laughs) you know, yeah, because here is five of them, you know, and the other one is actually sitting in my big medicine bag. Mm -hmm. Um, but the VA hospital, you still have to wear a mask, right? So I just happen to have an armchair booking mask, (laughs) so I'll put it on. Not one person's asked me about it, by the way, at the hospital. I wish they would. That I've been. Oh, let me tell you what it is. Yeah. Um, but of course I posted on Facebook about it. Yep. If I want to be there, I might as well wear the armchair bookie mask. May as well. Um, Kyle called me actually when he called me, I was driving. I couldn't get answered in time. Um, but he left a message. He just wanted to make sure I was, I was doing all right. Oh, okay. Yep. So I texted back, Hey brother, you know, I just want to, you know, thanks for the message. I appreciate the concern. Yes. Yeah. I'm just picking up prescriptions, but I thought that was really cool. Of Kyle to do that. So thank you, Kyle. Yep. Appreciate the concern. So, yeah, um, thankfully it was nothing, um, nothing serious, you know, well, if I didn't get the metoprolol, that, that could have turned out serious, but mm-hmm. because yeah, whoo, if you're on that and you don't take it for like a day for whatever reason, mm-hmm. yeah, you do feel your head starting to,
2: yeah, it like the top of your head's about to pop off. Oh man, it does.
0: And I mean, granted, I haven't had any blood pressure issues in a while because I'm also taking uh, another, um, the I think is what it is. That's the one. That's a little bitty, you know. Yeah, know?
2: i I used to be on that one, but I had to get off of it because one of the side effects is a dry cough, and I I got the side effect, and I was coughing oh, all the time. Really? Yeah,
0: yeah, and that's the one. Like it's a ten milligram pill, and I have to cut that in half. I want to take five at a time,
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: and and so it's some tiny, but that thing, it, yeah, it, it really works. Oh yeah, so, yeah. Um. Also, want to give a shout out to some of the podcasts who have actually been mentioning us and you saw me on, um, on Twitter. I mentioned this earlier because it is kind of a, a nice thing when you hear your podcast yeah. being mentioned. And I also want to apologize to you. Sorry. I didn't tag you in that, that tweet. I ran out of room.
1: <laughs>
2: oh no, you're good. You're good. I so, I still saw it. <laughs>
0: um, you know, so yeah, the finisher wrestling podcast. I mean, those guys are great. They're, um, out of New York, I love listening to their show. They're uh they sound really really down to earth and love to do a cross collab with them at some point. You know, cause they they've actually given us a lot of support and love supporting them as well. Uh the mixtape pod, mixtape podcast. Awesome. Yep, cool. they mentioned us um and not just because you know they'll actually if if you don't follow them on Twitter, you probably should. Uh you dude, trust me, you would like them because mm-hmm. they they focus a lot on like 80s and 90s uh, some 70s, oh, okay. you know, the pop culture, you know, like a lot of yeah. music and they have, okay, give us your favorite, whatever, um, like your nineties, one hit wonders right. and things like that. And then I actually threw them some, um, you know, some nineties, one hit wonders, you know, and I always try to go a little more, not unknown, but not the, the normal, you know, the yeah. way everybody's going to throw out. Yeah. And, um, you know, so like, uh, I had to find the, the tweet when I actually responded to them. Uh, but I know one of the ones that I mentioned was Rusted Root, send me on my way. Mm-hmm. And, and that's one of the ones you hear it all the time, like on different movies. Yeah. And you're like, man, this song's annoying, but it sure is catchy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You it know, is very
2: like, annoying, but it gets stuck in your yeah. head.
0: Yeah. You know, so I was like, yeah, send me all my way, all my way. You know, and you're mm-hmm. like, Man, that's a. Did not find yourself, you know, you're walking down the street going all the way. All yeah. My way. <laughs> uh, uh, but I mentioned the Proclaimers. Um, you know, 500 miles.
2: 500 miles, yeah.
0: Yep. Um. Yeah, but they also, one of the ones they said was, um, 90s industrial music. Hmm. And I threw in uh, "Shock" by Fear Factory. You know, so um, like I said, you know, maybe um because I know Fear Factory isn't as well known as some of the other ones, because, of course, they had 90 right. Nails, they had Marilyn Manson. Yeah. Um, some of the songs, because th- this episode actually dropped uh, this morning. And, and, of course, if, if anybody actually uh, replies to their uh, tweets or they actually they um, they have a Facebook page as well, they will actually mention, like, oh, by the way, we had other people, you know, our listeners contributed. And you know, here's some of theirs. And they mentioned you know, the Arm Booking podcast, you know, he's uh he's actually contributed, he's told us quite a few things and uh this mm-hmm. shock by fear factory. Somebody else also mentioned Shock by Fear Factory. I'm like, really? I thought I <laughs> It's <laughs> like I thought I had it. Oh. you know, but and of course we actually and actually right after I I even tweeted Shock by Fear Factory, I'm like you know what? I'm going to go listen to that now on, um, because I had I have it on CD, but now of course on Amazon Music, you know, you can just mm-hmm. stream it, and it's on the album Obsolete. Which, by the way, the last song of that album is their um, remake of the song "Cars" by Gary. Okay. Newman. remember that song? Okay. Yes. Yeah, uh, uh, and Gary Newman actually sings on the song with them. Oh wow! Yeah. So if you've never heard it, one of the best cover, my opinion, one of the best cover songs you could ever hear. Um they you know they just do a fantastic job at it but the whole album it's a concept album and it's great um but they also mentioned today one of the uh one of the hosts for that he wants to do something with me because he's listening to the show Mm -hmm. and i'm like okay um you know and so i've been you know messaging back and forth just trying to get a feel and they he's given me the idea and I don't want to spoil it yet, you know, because yeah. it's kind of their show. So I don't want to uh, step on their toes any, because I mean, it, that's but it is a great show. Uh, definitely give it a listen. Um, I would say like the language is definitely not family friendly, but man, they are fun. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: uh,
0: and I, and I'd like to have, figure out how to do some of their sound effects. And by the way, if you like slide whistle, uh, one of their guys, he actually has a slide whistle. He throws in there. And it's actually pretty funny the way they do it. But yeah, mm-hmm. but just, just another great show. Um, go check it out. And also wrestling with the truth. You know, I mentioned them in the the tweet. They've met, yeah. they've actually mentioned us. They've given us shout outs. We've given them shout outs because that's another uh, absolutely great show. And you know, you know what? I forgot to mention the dad word order in my tweet, but like I said, I also ran out of room. Um, right. Couldn't tag, couldn't tag Ted. Unfortunately, because Ted no longer does social media. But if you've never listened to the Hill Truth, you should, because Ted is the podfather. And, you know, just like his take on things coming from like a Hill point of view. I mean, it's uh, it's, just, it's a different, unique look at things. And you're like, this man's a genius.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so that's why everybody reveres Ted. You know, he's, yeah. he's earned it. So, yep, he really um, has. Yep, um, and also give a shout out to Rescue Randy, just because, you know, I just feel I just I should always just give a shout out to Rescue Randy. Cause yeah. I saw, yeah, I mean, because Randy's a good dude, and he appreciates the show, he supports the show, and, and also because I got him a t-shirt and gave it to him this weekend.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know, I also got a t-shirt for my wife. Now, I may have to contact the company about this one, because, you know, she wanted the ladies cut, she didn't want the men's t-shirt, she wanted right. that, the women's. So I said okay, and she told me what size to get, and I did. And when they sent it, it has that size. Cause she wants them bigger, cause she said the way the ladies' cuts are, you know, you need to get them a lot bigger. And mm-hmm. so when they come in, you know, just the way they fit, or the way they may shrink, or whatever. I said okay, this thing looks like a little kid's shirt. She has not oh, even wow. it, she has not even put it on because I mean, cause she wanted a two X, uh, yeah. because. My wife, she's rather gifted, and right, you know, just put it like that. And so, I mean, in that, and so, getting a two X is bigger. So, yeah, right. You know, this one, we're like, did they give us like a kid's two X? What's going on here?
2: <laughs> they probably did.
0: Yeah, I mean, it could be, and um, and the shirt's like the thinner, you know, kind of material, and and she even told me she's like, you know, I'm not going to wear it that much. I'm like, you don't have to wear it a lot, honey. But
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> um. But yeah. So go check out the the merch store. Um. If you're watching the show, you've probably seen. I'm pretty sure by now. I've I've already had the scrolling yep. because I've been doing that. Uh, you know. Um. You know, experiment with that, and I think I've got it down. So that way, we're not giving all the things. Like, I mean, our Facebook. You know where to find us. You keep watching. If you're watching the show, you know where to find us. If you look in, if you're listening to the audio, any audio platform you can think of, we're not there. Let us know. We can get ourselves added. I try to put the, you know, I'm going to start trying to get those in the show notes. um, Yeah. Like all the social medias. Because I know the Facebook, Twitter's there. uh, I believe Instagram's there. So, Mm -hmm. and the email address, the Podcast at gmail.com. And let me check, because I went to go check earlier, and I think I got uh, sidetracked when I was looking to see if we have any reviews. uh, Because, I mean, it's like, you know, I'm sitting looking all of a sudden, squirrel! And, Yeah. (laughs) uh nope no new reviews and somehow bc you know his his review is still not showing up and i know really? it's there i've seen it on yeah like british websites mm-hmm. why is it not showing up on american but he said it's happened to him before where he's left a review and it didn't show up for months that's
2: crazy yeah
0: you know so um but we want to talk about something that we've never really talked about a hashtag before, but there is a hashtag that is going around, which I don't necessarily agree with, to be honest with you, you know, because uh, I think it could be handled different. But the hashtag is fire vents, hashtag fire vents.
2: Yeah. Um, on this one, I would disagree with you because I completely agree with the sentiment. <laughs> it's like, the like the TikTok that I sent you and the guy where the the guy was answering a question and he was like, "How did he put? Let me pull it up so I don't misquote." Because <laughs> it was it was great and I sent it to Steve as soon as I saw it. You did. Uh, let's see.
0: Let me go and find that one as well. <laughs> We're
2: talking. Got it. It says uh, Triple H was making some family friendly was making some really good stew. It's not really what was said, but I'm, yeah, you know, freshening it up some. Yeah. But Triple H was making some really good stew, and Vince showed up, picked out all the meat and potatoes, and added X-Lax and marshmallows. <laughs> that is an <laughs> accurate description of what Vince McMahon oh. has done. WWE was chugging along, and they were, things were improving, more people were getting opportunities, things like that. And then they sell the company to Endeavor, And all of a sudden, Sticky Finger Vince is back in control of creative. That's why Mm -hmm. last week, that's why the Raw after WrestleMania was garbage, because Vince rewrote the entire show. He was still rewriting the show 30 minutes in. He was doing rewrites. And what's sad is last night's show was better than last week's show and last night's show. They had to do a lot of rewrites because of travel issues. A lot of people didn't couldn't get to the. A lot of the wrestlers were late getting to the arena because of travel issues. So they had to rewrite a bunch of segments. But the show was a hundred times better than the one last week, with all hands on deck and Vince McMahon in charge of creative.
0: Now, were the travel issues legit?
2: Yeah, it was legit. They
0: were okay because yeah, yeah. Damian
2: Priest, Rhea Ripley, um, Sami Zayn. Matt Riddle, a lot of them, like Matt Matt Riddle and Sami Zayn did not did not get to the show till halfway through the third hour. They were supposed to do the run they did the run in to help uh Kevin Owens against the bloodline, but they didn't even get to the arena until like halfway through the third hour. Um and Damian Priest, Rhea Ripley, they were late. It was just I don't know what was exactly what was going on. They just said there was a lot of travel issues with the talent. Uh, not, you know, out of their control, of course, out of the talent's control, but how is a show where talent's late getting there better than the one after WrestleMania, which is supposed to be like the biggest, one of the biggest Raws every year is the Raw after the night after WrestleMania. It's supposed to be. And this one was trash. It was just garbage because they put Vince in there and, my the, my whole issue is it's like he was gone. He's had, had to step away, through, you know, all all the scandal and all that stuff. And it's like he was gone. People, why did you let him ease back in? But business wise, the man is a genius, and he saw mm-hmm. the loophole. He's been friends with the ce the CEO of Endeavor for 20 years. 20-plus years. So when the sale went through, the CEO of Endeavor, of course, wanted Vince McMahon in charge. So Vince yep. is back in the saddle temporarily because from what I read this morning, if the sale, if the merger of WWE and UFC does not go through before the end of December, then the sale is nullified. So they got to get that merger done before Ooh. December 31st, or the sale is nullified. Another sticking point is once that merger happens, Vince McMahon loses his voting power. He will not have enough shares oh. to be the, to have the controlling vote. He'll still be executive chairman of the board, but right. he won't have he won't have the voting power that he has right now. They said he's only going to have like. 19% of the voting power on the
0: board. Okay. So I, I think it was 18%, so 18, 19%. Yeah. Percent. I mean, that's not...
2: That's I mean, nothing compared to what he's got right now. Right wow. now, he's got carte blanche because he has the most stock. And so pretty much regardless of what anybody else wants, it's Vince's way because Vince has the voting power.
0: And that's why all of a sudden you see Brock attacking Cody for no discernible reason whatsoever. Exactly.
2: No reason at all. They have Cody on raw talking about how he's afraid of Brock Lesnar, but he wants to fight Brock Lesnar, which makes no sense. But uh, again, it's another way. It's another way of cooling off Cody. For what I understand, the plan was always for Cody to lose at WrestleMania. Roman was always supposed to win that match.
0: Okay, I mean, I, I don't have, I don't really have an issue necessarily with that. I mean, I can see the I, the, the pros and cons of, of each.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, Roman's still printing money, so make your money while you can. Right. But I just think that they missed the opportunity because because Cody's so hot. Cody was so hot until they poured cold water on him. Uh yeah. And that Brock that Brock beatdown was pouring cold water on Cody.
0: Yeah, they could have had Cody lose to Roman, but like you said without killing his momentum. Yeah,
2: exactly. But, Just have I mean because his momentum was still there because it took it still took outside interference for Roman to beat Cody. So the argument's still there for Cody like you couldn't beat me straight up one on one. It took, you know, other members of your family and all this stuff to get it done. But then having him just get brutalized by Brock for no reason at all. You know, Brock's been a face for like three years almost and now all of a sudden he's he's the monster heel again, which means everybody's going to get fed to Brock Lesnar. Um, at least when he was a face this run, I mean, he was doing the job for some people. It's like now he's, Vince McMahon's going to book him like a killer again and there's nothing wrong with killer Brock, but That's only going to work in today's wrestling climate. That's only going to work for so long. And then people are going to want something else. You can't just feed your entire roster, especially not with the talent that they have on hand. You can't just feed all these talented guys to Brock Lesnar and make it look like that. He's just that untouchable. And it's just, that's just screams Vince McMahon booking right there. And And then, and then Brock wasn't on raw this week. So there we go.
0: Well, yeah. So like, what's the point? Yeah. You no. Know, you know, Brock's you still- going, Look, I'm hanging out on my thousand acre farm with my house plop right in the center of it. Yep. So, uh, and
2: and again, Brock's a businessman. Yeah. He probably got a big payday for that. Make your money. I don't. I'm not faulting Brock for this. I'm faulting Vince McMahon because that's his booking style is to just here's the babyface who is white hot and the entire the crowd is behind him so what do you do let's have the big main monster destroy him with no you know with no build up or anything just out of the blue just destroy him to end an episode of raw but- then let's have the babyface come out the next week and say he's afraid of the big monster but still wants a match with him
0: and i still think the reason why Vince did all that was because Cody did not Cody, like the, he didn't like the creative. That was going on what was it, five, six years ago.
2: Yeah, he was stuck at Stardust. Yeah. I mean, and he asked. I mean, the Stardust gimmick had a very low ceiling. It was good very, when him and it was when him and Gold Dust were tag champions, it worked perfect. Yep. But it had a very low ceiling. He was never gonna go anywhere besides by himself, besides lower mid card, He knew it. He begged for six months to do anything else but Stardust, and Vince would always say no. So he left. Then he went around the world making a name for himself, then helped start his own company, and Vince is mad because, oh, somebody didn't like one of my supposed genius ideas and had the audacity to leave and better himself
0: and because that's did. how petty... Huge outside WWE.
2: Yeah you know I mean he left WWE and within six months was the Ring of Honor world champion. He's been the NWA world heavyweight champion. Uh he's been it was it was what culture pro wrestling and then it became uh defiant, but he was their internet champion. Um then went and helped create AEW three-time TNT champion. Um so I mean
0: he, I mean he went from being Stardust to just a few years later, he was one of the most influential people in the business.
2: Yeah. And like he's he said in a promo, like in the early days of AEW when he was feuding with Chris Jericho, he said he went from undeniable, he said he went from undesirable to deniable to undeniable. And that is the truth. Yeah, it's like truth. you can you cannot deny the business acumen. And the star power of Cody. You know, he is. Dustin Rhodes, you know, Goldust, wherever you want to call him by. is one of the absolute most gifted athletes to ever walk into pro wrestling. Dusty Rhodes was one of the most charismatic, you know, figures in the history of wrestling. And I mean, Dusty was a fighter. You got a good fight whenever you saw Dusty wrestle. He was a talker, he had charisma, crowd in the palm of his hand. Cody is a perfect blend of his brother and his father. Yep. He has the athleticism of Dustin. I'm not saying he's on that same level, but he's a tremendous athlete in his own yep. right. I mean, he was, a, you know, he was a collegiate wrestler. He has the he has the athleticism of his brother, the mic skills and the charisma of his father. But with the business acumen that surpasses both of them.
0: Yep, because uh, Dusty was, a, for the most part, one of the best bookers ever. He did have, yes. when when he had a hiccup, though, boy, he had some hiccups. Oh, when he had a hiccup, <laughs> it
2: was like it lasted Ooh, a long time.
0: Yeah. Um, it was angry hiccups, is what he Yeah, <laughs> what he had. yeah. because, I mean, Dusty invented Starcade. Dusty. Came up yeah. with the, with the war games, Dusty. The war games. I yeah. mean, all uh, these other great ideas that. Uh, well, Starcade is kind of being done by WWE now, uh, but mm-hmm. Dusty. I mean, <laughs> I mean um, Dusty knew when to turn people face and heel. Yes. Um. Except for he, when he, he when he when he turned heel and joined the NWO, that one made no sense. But that man, made I mean, that
2: made no sense. But but the brilliant one when he, he when he had the Road Warriors attack him with the spike and turn them heel. That was, that was perfect except he got himself fired because he was not supposed (laughs) to have any blood on on national television. And Dusty's like, and I I see Dusty's point because it made the attack that much more believable as a fan. You, you felt that it's like, Oh my God, what are they doing to Dusty? You know, that's to me, that's one of the like top five, like, betrayal-type storylines in wrestling that I've ever seen, because it's like, you know, they were six-man tag-team champions, Mm -hmm. the Road Warriors and Dusty, and then they just turn on him and just maul him, and it's like, the blood made it that much more believable, of course, at the time. There was a mandate that you Mm -hmm. couldn't have blood on television, and Dusty's like, well, the hell with that. I'm still... (laughs) I need the color to make the attack look believable, and I get the, I get the networks point of view and I get they had the rule in place and he disobeyed. But as a wrestling fan, I totally get Dusty's viewpoint that that needed color to make it to make it pop, to make the fans be like they may just kill Dusty in this ring.
0: And with Cody I think he has more of the business part of it because Dusty, I mean, kind of ran, you know, Florida, but he was more yeah. looking, you know, he wasn't really doing the business business. Yeah. Whereas Cody, I mean, that's something that he's actually done. You know, that's something he, he did on his own. I mean, because mm-hmm. Dustin, you know, Gold Dust, Dustin, um, yeah. artist formerly known as, and yeah. all the other different names he's had, you know, the natural, the um,
2: natural. Yeah.
0: Um, <sighs> as far as I know, he's never really gotten too much too involved in like the business side of it. It Didn't really seem like it was anything that appealed to him.
2: No, not until now he runs his own wrestling school. So that's like the closest that he's gotten to, you know, the business end of it, you know, but Cody is just, Cody is a perfect blend of his father and his brother. And he is like already, you know, he's been back a year. And a lot of that time he's been out injured and he's still one of the top five stars in the company. I mean, his music, his music starts, and that crowd is losing their mind. Yep. And it's like, strike while the iron's hot. Stop cooling off. You know, stop cooling off main event talent because your main event scene is as thin as it is. And because Romans beat everybody, which I don't have an issue with that because this rain has been awesome and he's supposed to beat everybody. That's kind of the thing. He's the head of the table, the tribal chief. He's supposed to beat everybody. But if you've got a main event guy like Cody, stop cooling him off. You can just, you can keep that momentum going. If you don't want him facing Roman again until SummerSlam, there are other ways to do it besides having Brock beat the hell out of it. I mean, that just yeah. it makes no sense. Storyline-wise, there is no story. It's just Brock ruined a main event, attacked Cody for no reason, doesn't show up next week to explain why he attacked, which is wrestling 101. If I jump a guy this week, I need to show up next week on TV and explain why I did it.
0: And Brock has a private plane. Everybody knows about his private jet. Yep. So it's and it's, and it's always.
2: And it's on standby. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: So, uh, you know, the, the travel issues, um, you know, they do sound like, obviously, they were, you know, legit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will say, I mean, I, there is a potential story here. And they may, this may be a case of strikeable with the iron is hot because of legitimate travel issues. Uh, but Brock really shouldn't have had those issues.
2: No, because he has, his, he, he owns his own private jet. So there's no travel issue for Brock. He's not, you know, he's not renting a car or he's not, you know, on a plane with 20 other wrestlers. He is by himself on his jet.
0: Probably got a a limo waiting for him. Oh, I'm sure. Something to drive him.
2: Yeah. 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 He's flying back and forth to Canada, you know, and it's like, so there was no reason, there was no excuse to why he wasn't on the show to explain his actions.
0: And is it? Unless...
2: like you said, unless they use it as a storyline that, oh well, Brock had travel issues and couldn't go.
0: And, well, hello, Miss oh, Ball want, Player.
2: Did you want to tell Did you want to tell Steve hi?
0: Hi.
2: <laughs> All right, go in there. I'll be I'll be done in a little bit. Okay. All right. Whoop, got it. Tell Steve
0: bye. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, where does Brock live in Canada? Because for some reason, I was thinking he lived around like close to Vancouver,
2: it's Saskatchewan.
0: Is it Saskatchewan?
2: Yeah, last from what I've from what I've read, he lives. If it's not in Saskatchewan, it is very close.
0: Because and... it is out, in
2: the, it's out in the middle of nowhere. Like you said, he's got a hundred acre farm. He, he's got a hundred acre ranch, and his house is dead center.
0: I I think it's like a thousand.
2: Might be, yeah. I mean, he's got his own training facility on his property. I mean, he literally never has to leave his property if he doesn't want to. He's got a giant, like, pole barn building. That's his training facility.
0: Uh, for some reason, I thought he was closer um, to Vancouver. But no, Saskatchewan, well, that kind of makes sense because it's more above, like, Minnesota and the Dakotas.
1: Yeah, yeah. But
2: that part reeks of Uh, Vince Taking Bailey off the show last week, last minute, because she was supposed to accompany damage control to the ring, then not mentioning Bailey on TV last week at all. And it's... I don't understand... I just... Ugh. And then morale is low because Vince As soon as he college, comes right?
0: back, all of a sudden the morale goes Pew.
2: Yeah, because everybody knows. <laughs> I mean, nobody wants to work. Nobody, nobody. Here's the thing. Vince is 77 years old. Mm-hmm. He's done far more in professional wrestling than anybody ever thought in the beginning that he would ever be able to do. He, even his father did not think that he would be able to take then the WWF and take and make it a global entity. And that's exactly and his dad.
0: Did, his dad didn't want him to,
2: his dad didn't want him in the business yeah. at all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And but, Vince was able to do that. I mean, he, he was pretty ruthless and cutthroat and he, you know, yeah, he ransacked everybody and, you know, we know how that goes, you know, uh, promised his dad he wouldn't, you know, you know, raid the territories and all that stuff and then And then he raided the territories. Dad, <laughs> when his dad died, he did exactly what he promised he wouldn't do. But I mean, we know how he we know that kind of stuff. But I mean even non wrestling fans know WWE. I mean, it's it's a global, you know, it's a global entity. And You have to give him credit for that, for building it into what it is. Yes, he built it on the blood, blood, sweat, and tears of a lot of talented men and women who don't get their due. But strictly business-wise, the man is a genius. Booking-wise, it is antiquated. This is not 1995. You are not booking the new generation. You are booking in 2023 where pro wrestling has some of the absolute best talent you've ever seen in your life, not just WWE, but everywhere. Wrestling Mm -hmm. is so hot right now and people are like, well, it's not attitude era hot. Yeah. Attitude era was a train wreck in hindsight. I love the attitude era when it was happening, but as an almost 50 year old man, there is not a lot from the attitude era that I still watch and am entertained by. The Steve Austin stuff, the rock stuff, is really about it. Because a lot of it was just high school humor.
0: I was going to say, because one of the biggest bands, in, at least in the United States at the time, also was Limp Bizkit. So,
2: exactly. That tells you all you need to know right there. <laughs> yeah. and
0: I have a couple of Limp Bizkit CDs, I'm not going to lie.
2: I mean, there's some songs that I like by Limp Bizkit, but yeah. I mean they were like the, I mean, I love the song My Way. And a lot of the reason I love that song is because the video package for Austin and Rock for Mania Mm -hmm. 17. But but it's like wrestling's not Attitude Era hot, but that was just a, that was a point in time where they could get away with literally anything and make money. But now wrestling is so hot because There's so much talent and there's so many intelligent bookers Mm -hmm. and they're not just throwing things out there just to get a reaction. Things are making sense, except if you're Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon has been left behind 30 years ago in his booking style. And he's, but he still thinks that he is the booking genius that all his yes men have told him he is. Even though every giant idea that he's ever had has been plucked from somewhere else.
0: I was going to say so Vince man you know when you're talking about how he had told his dad I won't do this and his dad said you know yeah don't do this and Vince once his dad died did this
2: Yeah cuz his dad went around and had and had a handshake agreement with every promoter in the country and said my son will not compete against you you have my word my son will not compete against you Vince senior dies and Vince Pretty much just killed the territories.
0: What happened when Vito Corleone died?
2: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Michael Corleone said, okay,
0: you know, yeah. Okay, okay, Pop.
2: Yeah, okay, Pop. I'll do this. I won't do this. And then Pop dies, and And Michael's like,
0: he did this. I'm
2: going to wipe everybody out.
0: (laughs) And he did. Like,
2: like when he told Tom, he's like, Tom's like, do you have to wipe everybody out? He's like, no. I don't have to wipe everybody out. Just my enemies. Just my of, course enemies. To Michael, of course, to Michael, everybody, everybody. was an enemy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, because it was no longer business.
2: No, it was personal.
0: Because they yeah. killed his brother.
2: Yeah, And they, they also killed, it. Killed, they
0: ki- killed his wife. Yep. yep. His, you know, his first wife. If you haven't watched The Godfather, yep. go watch it, by the way. I just watched the first two again. I need to watch the yep. third one again because we're going to watch the first two. You might as well watch the third one, even though the third one... It's just, it's see. not as horrible. I, I don't think it's as horrible as what people th- say. Say you're better than
2: me because I only watched this. I, I only watch. Uh, I've only ever watched the third Godfather one it, time.
0: I'll have to watch and it then, again because it, it is seeing the quality of the first two. And I know we're kind of going off off the rails a little bit. Seeing the quality of the first two movies because I mean I, I can see why yeah. some people say the Godfather two was better. I, but they're both so good. Oh yeah, and, they're and now, I mean Oh yeah. And I'm making, and now I can, I can see where people talk about all these comparisons where they call certain celebrities, certain public figures, Fredo. Now I see what they're talking about. Speaking of Fredo. Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon. Yes. Oh my (laughs) God. He walked in and just, here comes the money. And all of a sudden he just pulled a hammy. Yeah. like, dude, really? Yeah. Shane McMahon is Fredo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm about to say Prince Harry is kind of turned into Fredo. too. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, just a little bit, yeah, <laughs> a little bit, um, just
2: a tiny, just a tiny bit, a
0: little bit. But when Vince came out with that hair dyed jet black and that mustache, oh and the pic, God. remember the picture I sent to you? I said, "Yes, he looks like Fredo." Yes, and. Then when um, the 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 first Twitter thing that you sent to, or not Twitter, but uh, TikTok that you sent to me today, I came back, and they're talking all about it's like, are they even sure it's Vince? And I'm like, that's it. He's been replaced by a pod person.
2: Yeah, it's yeah, because it's like you're 77. You have walked around for the last 20 years looking your age. I mean, you can tell he's had some Botox done and everything, but he looked like a man in his 70s you know yo know, he looked like a man in his late 50s to late 70s and now all of a sudden uh, you take a 6 month sabbatical and then you come back with jet black hair and a jet black mustache and a little pencil mustache it's like you're you look like a villain from the old hanna barbera cartoons <laughs> You know Mugsley, the the dog, and the guy that was yes. with him with the that's what he looks like.
0: Wow. Snidely yeah, snidely webbush. Yeah, see, yes,
2: see? yes, <laughs> that's it right there.
0: Uh, you know, hmm, hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. Well, if I had my, my mustache was that long and curly, like I'd be just constantly messing with it too.
2: Yeah, just hmm, but wow. it's like yeah, Vince. See? It's like Vince. You've okay. You've already been accused of certain things. We won't go into all that because everybody knows what it is by now. But he's always been accused of certain things. And then you come back looking like this. So it's like, oh, well, I got accused of being a creeper. So let me just give them the entire package and just come back looking like a total creeper. Because that's what he looks like. It's like, just stop. Go home. Just go home and stay there.
0: I mean, now, if it turns out, if the limo all of a sudden has to take a detour, and Vince says, look, we got to make sure we don't go past any schools because legally I'm not allowed to. Mm-hmm.
2: There, that,
0: yeah. That's what he looks like right now.
2: That is exactly what he looks like. And it's like, this is that the face that Endeavor wants on their list of executives for their their new merger with WWE and UFC is creepy McCreeperson <laughs> in charge of WWE. It's like He's 77 years old. Just make him go. I mean, he's on a board.
0: Yeah. Just
2: vote him out, especially if the merger goes through and he doesn't have the voting power that he has now. Vote him out.
0: The only thing, well, okay, I'm not going to say the only thing. One thing that could make it worse is if all of a sudden they come back and they're like, hey, the women's they're going to be called divas again. Because you'll know who has returned then.
2: Oh yeah, well, Clown Shoes is going to show shoes. up, and and I mean, the women's division has kind of been, you know, treading water for a little while, which I don't understand because yeah. Triple H Triple H is usually pretty good, you know, really good about booking the women's division. So I don't understand what's going on there. But I mean, they've got some potential stuff going on right now. They've got uh, El Sky. Is the number one contender to Bianca Belair's Raw Women's Championship should be an excellent match. Yeah. Um, Rhea Ripley had an excellent match with Charlotte at WrestleMania. She's the SmackDown Women's Champion. Uh, she's 26 years old, so they've got a long time to build that division around her. You've got Becky, who's done every just about everything, who is still like the biggest star in the women's division. Is going into a feud with Trish Stratus, which I actually like this idea because Trish is a heel. Because Trish turned heel last night. And it, I'm sure it's going to come out that she was the one who attacked Lita. And, you know, it's there's some interesting stuff going on. And, and then, but with Vince, it's Vince just looks at women as arm candy as eye candy. And that's it. So It's just it's sad that and I get why people are like fire vents because everybody got their hopes up when he had to step down that WWE was going to get good again. And And it was was. getting good again. It was getting really good again. What's going to happen now is if he stays in charge of creative, that viewership, those people are going to leave and go elsewhere because there's so many other places that they can watch. New Japan is on fire again. AEW is top notch as always. Impact is good. MLW is good. GCW is good. I mean, there are there's so many places. Ring of Honor. Hold on. I got a, Ring of Honor. I've got to switch headsets because this one's about to die. Oh, whoops. You just shake it. just, I forgot to charge it earlier. That's my fault.
0: All right, my everybody, bad. look at Dwaylon and say. Say, hey, hey. <laughs> everybody give Dwaylon the, the head shake. The... All right, can you hear me? Yep, can you hear me?
1: Yeah.
0: All right, uh, that one, the microphone's on the other side. Can
2: you hear me now?
0: Yep, I okay. can hear you. It's, sounds right, like a, it's, it's a little bit in the distance, but uh, I can still hear you now. Yeah, though.
2: I think it's just the difference in the microphone. Maybe it'll
0: work itself out. Um, but yeah, I just I just messaged Trey and said, hey, you know, because he had actually messaged me a question What's the take on the Vince McMahon back in charge in the whole and the hashtag fire events. And that's actually kind of what gave me the idea for this. So I got to give that credit to Trey. Oh, because, yeah. You know, the show topic. Um, but I told him, hey, we're talking about it right now, in the podcast. And I said, I also give you a shout out. And Trey, like I said, if you're listening, uh, I don't know when the next time is we'll be at the same event because the Rumble, the NWF Rumble is actually happening down in Covington this Saturday.
2: I saw that. But you'll and be headed to Florida.
0: I'll be headed to Florida. <laughs> you know, so this is case, you know, family does take priority. and Absolutely. Um, you know, so I need to go down and get my daughter and bring her back up. Um, and while I'm down in Florida, I'll be doing this across the Zoom. I will I'll actually be doing a, a job interview um, with a different company. Same company that I've been. This will be the fifth interview. So I'm doing wow. the fifth interview tomorrow. Fifth one will be Monday. So everybody cross your fingers, give me your prayers because it sounds like just an absolutely fantastic opportunity. Oh yeah. So, um, more to come later. Yep. But, but yeah, I'll be down in Florida, uh, picking up my daughter and bringing her back here as much as what she's enjoyed her time. You know, she's ready to come home. Uh, she will miss it. You know, she's already said, Oh that, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, she's made a lot of friends down there and you know, she's got to meet Mickey and many, you know, she's got to meet quite a f- few princesses because <laughs> you know, when your kid works at Disney, all of a sudden you get a, a text that says, Yeah, I just met Jasmine. She seems really nice. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's Yeah. Good.
0: I just met Rapunzel. Yeah. You know, and then <laughs> things like that. And um but you know, this is a great opportunity for her. Uh and she could actually do it again. There have actually been people who have done the Disney College program um more than once.
2: Oh, really? Yep. Cool. They,
0: you just have to be a college student or within a certain amount of time uh, after you graduate. Oh, okay. Like within like a year or so. I don't know what the actual timetable is, but, but yeah, so I'm going down to pick her up. Uh, you know what? NXT. When do they, when do they take? Uh,
2: I'm not sure. I'll have to look into that. Cause yeah, you might be able to catch that while you're there. Yeah. They tape on, I know they, the events on Tuesday, they always have NXT on Tuesday, but I'm not sure when they,
0: would they tape. Uh, Let's see, NXT taping schedule. Let's find out. Let's see, by WD, I'm looking on, Ticket smarter right now, just, uh, come on, I need to know the dates, people, come on. Yeah, work with me here. Work with me. <laughs> uh, um. Okay, our are leading into in WrestleMania. Yeah, you need to update. Um. Oh, come on. Uh, NXT tapings, twenty twenty three. There we go. All right.
1: Um,
0: oh, it's live on Tuesdays.
2: Oh, okay. I know they were taping it for a while, but I didn't realize it was live again.
0: Yeah, so at least I think, um, you know, that's according to Wikipedia, and we know Wikipedia is always right. Of course. Yeah, I mean, um. I mean, people get I, to edit it, so why not? <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Um, you know, I might have to probably just go to the WWE website and find out, but yeah, because I know they do it at Full Sail University, but at the same time, um, Avery and I, you know, we're planning on hitting, uh, the parks and I think Tuesday is the day we're going to Epcot Mm -hmm. and she actually managed to get reservations at this one restaurant that's in the Canadian section, and it's supposed to be absolutely like fantastic. Cool. And I saw the prices, and for those prices, it better be fantastic.
2: <laughs> it better be the best thing you ever had. It better be, <laughs> you know.
0: Um. Yeah, because she's because I mentioned I was like she's like, where do you want to eat, Dad? Well, we could make reservations. I'm like, just two of us. I mean, you would eat at Disney Springs or somewhere. She's like, no, if we eat in the parks in Epcot, I'm like, oh. God, that's right, because you have to make reservations
2: mm-hmm. if you want to
0: eat anywhere in the parks because they're, they're in that much demand, you have to make reservations.
2: That's crazy.
0: Yeah, oh dude, I mean, and they're packed every time, you know, Um. and yeah, so whenever you want to go, just let me know, let's want to know, and yep. she, she will hook y'all up. And you know, so I was like, well, okay, Epcot, and she said something of about the Canadian place, and my wife mentioned the Canadian place, and I was like, okay, I'll try the Canadian place. It's just two of us, and and she said, I'll try. The reservation's hard to get. But she came in. She's like, I got like the last two reservations. I'm like, I'm like, all right, good. She's like, Are you sure it's expensive? I'm like, It's just two of us, and we won't get an opportunity like this for a while, right? And she showed me the prices and all, and I was like, Whoa, <laughs> <laughs> holy crap! But I'm like, okay, it's just two of us, thankfully. Goes mm-hmm. any more than that, we would have to like say probably not. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's one thing I will warn people: when you go to Disney, it's kind of like going to a casino. You don't realize how much money you've spent, right? Until right. it's all gone. You know, so, uh, so this place is something. Uh, let me look at this this text that she sent to me. Um, um, it's called. Le Stellier steakhouse. And we got okay. lunch, yep, 12:40 um p.m., so 12:40 in the afternoon on Tuesday. Um and then she sent me the, the prices um USDA prime New York strip steak $54. Oh lord. <laughs> Yeah, you, that's that's the cheapest thing I'm looking at. Oh, no, I'm uh, sorry. There's there's a dry-aged pork chop at $44. I almost passed out. So. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, mm, la, la, la. you know, uh, ribeye steak, $59. Um, I'm like, there's only two of us. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> so, mm. Because, see, when we get back, um, her birthday is uh, May 5th. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, she decided. You know, she uh, wants to go to Red Lobster Mm -hmm. because that happens to be one of our favorite restaurants. But it also happens to be one of the ones we don't go to very often because Red Lobster has become expensive.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And there's going to be four of us. I don't know if anybody else is going to be joining us, but if they do, they're going to be paying for their own stuff. Right. (laughs) But every time, the last few times we've been at Red Lobster, and it's 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 like a once a year, maybe twice a year thing, if that. Uh, but it, it's been like $120 for the, the four of us, and that's why I was like, Yeah, that's why we don't go very often anymore. Yeah, it's like that's, that has to be a special occasion, and her birthday obviously is a special occasion. And she oh, wants yeah. to have a drink because she's turning 21, so she wants to have a drink because she, she's, she's never drank, as far as I know. I mean, yeah, she's never actually drank before yet. Uh, well, I mean, she's had like a sip of like Tawanas, and of course, I mean, I haven't drank in you know, 10 years, mm-hmm. so. Um, you know, so I'm like, okay. I mean, just don't be coming in my house drunk all the time. Don't be coming in my house, yeah, because we're gonna have some issues then. But anyway, that's yep. another
2: story. That part, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, because I'm one like, oh, you're grown. Mm-hmm. There's the door. Yeah, you grown enough to, mm-hmm. you know, you think, well, I'm an adult, I can do this. You can it's adult like, yeah. yourself somewhere else to live too.
2: Like, do not disrespect my house.
0: <laughs> um. But anyway, back to wrestling. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so
2: I I completely get the the fire vents thing because it's like if if they want you know morale to keep you know keep going up, it's not going to with Vince in charge of creative. Nope. It's just not because there's going to be tons of people that are going to get left to the wayside because Vince plays favorites. He always has, and. Also, if you want your product to improve, you can't have the old band booking because his booking style is very antiquated and it's just Mm -hmm. not—it's not for this day and age. And it's Vince McMahon is in the same position that Vern Gagne was in with the AWA. It's like Vern didn't know when to get out of the way. Vern didn't, and Vern didn't appreciate the progress that pro wrestling was making. Vern thought his way was still the best way. And that's exactly what Vince McMahon is doing. He thinks his way is the best. And actually, he thinks it's the only way.
0: He thinks it's the only way. Yeah. yeah,
2: to book wrestling. And his product suffers. And with Burn, it was the same thing. Except with Burn, at least with WWE, there's no fear of them going out of business. Especially now that they've sold to Endeavor. With Burn a lot of the reason the AWA went out of business is because Vern wouldn't get out of the way and change with
0: the times. And if you want to hear more about Vern Gagne, you can always go into our archives Mm -hmm. because we actually did a show on Vern Gagne. It just kind of hit me. And I was like, you know, I mean, we haven't done an old school show and this is, I mean, we go, this, this kind of goes back to um, about a year and a half ago, December 23rd, 2021 is when we did Oh, wow. Vern, Vern Gagne, the legend who was both ahead of his time and behind the times. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. That's what Vince McMahon. And that's Vince McMahon. Yeah. Yep. Business wise,
2: he has always been ahead of his time. Booking wise, he is definitely behind the times, especially in 2023.
0: Because Vern Gagne was big on pushing himself mm-hmm. and Nick Bockwinkle, Mm-hmm. you know, and a he couple booked, other he... ones.
2: He was he was big on booking his inner circle because he had, and in a way, you kind of have to sympathize because he had so many people leave that he got to where he was paranoid and he couldn't really trust mm-hmm. anybody and he was afraid, especially with his world title, he was afraid to put the world title on anybody that wasn't in his inner circle because he only trusted, like you said, Bockwinkel, Zabisco because he was his son-in-law, it's his son-in-law, yep, and you know. Of course, he never put the world title on Greg, but uh, he trusted Greg as far as Greg wasn't going to leave. But, you know, everybody else eventually left for greener pastures because Vince was doing all this exciting stuff over here. Jim Crocker Promotions had the best talent pool in pro wrestling at the time. They were putting Mm -hmm. on some of the best matches in the world. And Vern was just, (coughs) you know, Vern was left with Larry Zbyszko as the AWA World Champion. Nothing against Larry Zbyszko, but by the time he got the belt, there was nobody for him to feud against. Right. You know,
0: and and Zbyszko hate to say this because I've always thought he was a good wrestler. His peak was when he was feuding against Bruno.
2: Yeah, that was the peak. Everything else. The only other time that I liked Larry Zbyszko was when him and Arn Anderson were the enforcers. And yeah. they were the world tag team champions because they complemented each other mm-hmm. very well. They were a great tag team. Other than that, Zabisco's always been great on the mic. He was a great commentator, but wrestling wise, like you said, he peaked w- during his feud with Bruno
0: in the late seventies, early 80s. late say yeah, late seventies, <laughs> early
2: eighties. By the time, yeah, by the time he was a world champion, he was. Ten years past his peak,
0: yep, at least. And with Vince, I'm not saying Brock couldn't be a credible champion again, because I mean he's still a beast. I mean they call him I the Beastie Carnet for a reason. I mean he's.
2: I mean, if he had, if he was booked to have competitive matches, then yeah, right. he could be a credible champion. I mean, look what they've done with Roman. Roman's matches. Roman. Roman looks like a beast. He carries himself like a beast but his matches are always competitive. He sells for his opponents. I mean, look how, look how good he did against, he looked, look how good he made Logan Paul look Mm -hmm. in their match, you know, at crown jewel. So, you know, if Brock was booked correctly, yeah, he'd be a credible champion. I honestly, I wouldn't have an issue with him being world champion again, if he was booked right. But every time they hand him the belt, they book him to just murder the entire roster. And it's like, that's not interesting.
0: And he does, you know, then he goes back to, uh, I'm only going to wrestle four times a year.
2: Yeah, and then I'm just going to give you 16 German suplexes, a couple of F5s, and not sell for anything.
0: Yeah, because when they talk about Cena and his five moves of Doom, Brock has his three moves of Doom. Yeah. And and he could do more. We've seen him in the beginning of his career, and you know we've seen him do more it's just he doesn't feel he has to now he doesn't feel
2: yeah if brock is motivated and the problem is if brock is booked against a smaller wrestler brock is into it he is motivated yeah. like his match his match he had at survivor series with aj styles and the other one that he had with daniel bryan yep fantastic because you have that contrast in styles you've got the big beast power guy against The smaller technical guy, or the smaller high flying guy, like he his match with Rey Mysterio at Survivor Series a few years ago, was a good match. It was a great match because of the contrasting styles. But you put him in there with somebody like you put him in there with Braun Strowman. It's like you got two big dudes lumbering around the ring. It's not a it's not an interesting story to be told.
0: And Omos.
2: Yeah, I mean there was no.
0: He F5'd him. He Germaned him.
2: Yeah. But... but I mean, it wasn't a good story though. There was no story told because there was no build. There was no storyline build for that match at all. There was, there was no really...
0: reason for the match whatsoever. No. Except for Vince. Excuse Vince me. got to play in that match. Mm-hmm. He wanted to see Brock against the biggest guy in the company. Yeah. And so that he... Brock
2: could F5 him, show his dominance and then, hey, we're gonna, the new guy that could be our next big monster. We're going to feed him to Brock to soothe Brock's ego. And you just killed and you just killed whatever potential the guy could have had.
0: Yeah. As somebody who is a legit seven, four legit 400 pounds. And he looks like he's probably mostly muscle. I mean, I mean,
2: he's in fantastic shape. I mean, how many yeah. monsters have come through the door close to his size, but in that kind of shape.
0: Right. Because he's a legit athlete, I mean yeah, he played exactly at uh University of South Florida, mm-hmm. you know, basketball and you know a division one school I mean they're mid major but they're still a division still, I division school.
2: one, yeah. And, yeah he played d one basketball, so i mean he's he's a legit athlete,
0: yeah, yeah, and you know for him just to get massacred, that has events written all over it, so oh yeah, um. So as far as like the hashtag fire Vince, yeah, get Vince off the booking committee. Leave yeah. him in charge of the business you know, the business yeah. side. Yeah. You know. Yeah, business side. But yeah, he
2: needs to be, yeah, I agree with that a hundred percent. He needs to be fired from the booking aspect of the company. Get him get away it. from
0: the booking, get him get him away from all the women.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Get him away from all the get women. Get him away from all the women. Just just get him away from the talent completely. It's like yeah. just go sign go the check. Go do your board meeting. Yeah. Sign the paycheck, sign the deposit slip, whatever you need him to do. Just let Triple H do his thing. I mean, yeah. Triple H is proving he know proven for the most part. Every Booker has his hiccups, but for the most part, Triple H has a proven track record of good booking.
0: Just let him do that. And one thing I will say about the storyline, because like I said, this is this is an old school thing that they could take advantage of a real life situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Although I do think if they run it this way, it'll be too early. There used to be um, a storyline where you had tag team partners where one of them kept having travel problems and was showing up late to the matches.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: The last one I could think of this happening with, and I know there's others, but the last one was Terry Taylor and gentleman Chris Adams, and we're yes. talking, we're yes. talking like UWF, Mid South UWF, yeah, back in the mid to late eighties. I mean, yeah. it was that long ago, and it was such a good thing because I was, I remember reading about it in the the after mags, yeah. And you know, of course, the after mags, you always read about the stuff, you know, two months after the fact, mm-hmm. and you know, but but you could follow one month. Okay, you know, he showed up late again. Oh, yep, he turned on him, and. With Sami Zayn showing up late
2: yeah. for that yeah. match. Yeah, if they decide to ever split Owens and Zayn, yeah, they've got the perfect thing, especially if they if they sprinkle that through, say Kevin Owens is getting beat down, Sami Zayn's nowhere to be found, and then he's got travel issues. And yep. yeah, if they just kind of sprinkle that alone, sow those seeds, that way if they do decide to pull the trigger on it, on a feud between those two, which... It's always excellent because anytime those two guys feud, it's always great. Um they've already got the built-in storyline. I, I agree with that. Yeah.
0: Yep. So that's one of the things I just wanted to point out. That that was always a, a good one that you couldn't use it all the time. Yeah.
2: But when yeah. the opportunity presented itself, it's it's good booking. Yeah.
0: Yep. I just think it's too early to do it now because they yeah. just became they just won the
2: team. They just won the titles. Yeah, they're still feuding with the bloodline and all that stuff. Yeah, it's too early, but you can put a pin in it. It's it's always there. It's always a good idea.
0: Yeah, just keep it back of your mind. It could it could happen. It could happen. Yeah. So, but I think because you know we're both old and tired yeah I mean you're older <laughs> than I am, so you're more tired than I am <laughs> yeah you know you're you're six weeks more tired, I know That's, right <laughs> so oh, but uh, I don't know about next week because like yeah. I said I'll be in orlando, yeah I'll um, be doing
2: t ball yeah
0: we'll be doing t ball um because we have been recording on Tuesdays at least for right now, uh because of the t ball schedule mm-hmm. you know um and so,, we'll, I will have to play it by ear next to the last time I was in Florida. We didn't record um part of it was the wi fi connection, yeah, part of it was because I was in Orlando,
2: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean it's I mean, you're in Orlando, especially you're gonna be in Orlando with your daughter, I mean, yeah. enjoy your time I exactly. mean because so. she's she's about to be twenty one you know how many more opportunities are you gonna have before she is off living her life you know on her own so
0: exactly, so um. If I can convince her, hey, let's go to Phil Soll University or to this NXT taping. Because, <laughs> yeah. Because she'll actually, her last day of work is Monday. Oh, okay. So she'll be uh, free Tuesday. Yep. Okay. So she actually, she was scheduled to work Tuesday and she traded shifts so we could actually spend the day together. That's awesome. So that's awesome. Um, And plus, I mean, we're going to be helping clean out all of her stuff out of mm-hmm. her apartment, helping get her because she has to be out by 10 o'clock Thursday morning. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, so we got to. I mean, and she doesn't have a ton of stuff, um, but there's a reason why I'm the only one going down. Is because we need more room. You
2: need the room, yeah, yeah. Because, because I mean, like, you always accumulate stuff. Like I remember yeah. when I was in college, it's like I didn't have a lot when I first went, but I had a lot of crap when I came home. So it's exactly like, you just accumulate stuff. You don't even realize it until you're packing it up.
0: Yeah, and she took a lot of crap with her when she went down. There. <laughs> you know, and because now she has more crap. Yeah. Um, you know, but uh, we'll just have to, like I said, play by ear More yeah. likely, I'm going to say we probably won't be able to record. But yeah. if we can, also, if I'm able to go to the NXT, we'll be doing a live podcast. There you go. You know, there you go. Like a you know, feed or something. So yeah. It, until they kick me out for recording. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but <laughs> until we can actually record again, my friend, just time to say good night and God bless.
2: All right. God bless.